0: Hi, welcome to another inspirational message by Pastor Alex Papas, Senior Pastor at Oceans Unite Christian Center. Well, good evening, everyone. Great to see you all this evening. Amen. It's our first Saturday night, I believe, right? It's our first Saturday night back, and um, excited about what the Lord is going to be doing in this year in our lives. Are you excited? Amen. Amen. Some people are getting married. Some people are starting new jobs. All kinds of new things happening. And God is good. Yes, He is all the time. Um, I think before we dive into tonight's message, just want to encourage everybody. With the Daniel fast starting on Sunday night, I have never in all my years of serving the Lord seen so many churches that are getting on board this year. I have never seen anything like it. I remember when I was saved in Little Falls in 1997, when I had my encounter with the Lord, that you know, we were fasting and doing, we were doing this every year. Since then, we've been doing this every year. And back then, there were not that many churches doing it. But there's clearly an urgency in the body of Christ. I'm seeing evangelist ministries and church ministries and just so many ministries getting on board this year with an urgency to cry out to God to do something in our nation. How many of you know we need that desperately? So join in if you can. It starts Sunday night. In other words, your last meal is your first meal. What that means is when you stop, when you start fasting, that's when you break your fast. Many people say, well, how do I do it? When do I start? Well, you can start whenever you want. You can start Sunday morning if you want to. We generally start Sunday night, so our last meal is Sunday night. And then our first meal when we break the fast will be Sunday night, 21 days later. Amen. And um, God help me with the coffee. <laughs> Some people say, well, you know, coffee's a bean, so it's, it's, you know, it's a vegetable. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Whatever blows your hair back. (laughs) If that gets you excited, that's wonderful. At the end of the day, it is a sacrifice that you have to make. That's your decision. Whatever sacrifice you choose to make, the idea with fasting is that when you get to a place where you're either hungry or you're lacking whatever it is you've given up, that that reminder, that hunger, whatever that is, that that will drive you to pray. That will drive you to see God. That's why we fast. We don't fast just to starve ourselves and then, you know, do nothing else. You know, that's not what fasting is. Fasting is is to draw us in. It's to draw us closer to God. So it's a very powerful thing. Tonight I want to share with you um, a message that's been put on my heart to share with you. And I'm excited about getting into the Word with you. We're going to be doing a lot of Scripture Um, I'm going to start in Proverbs 16, verse number 9. Proverbs 16, verse number 9. A man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. How many of you in this room believe that God is the one in control and guiding and leading your life? How many of you want to step into everything that he has for you? I want to show you this evening that sometimes even when it looks like all is lost or when it looks like you're going in the wrong direction, you're actually going in the exact right direction that God has for you. And God will use all kinds of situations to bring you to destiny. So let's go to 1 Samuel 9 verse number 3. 1 Samuel 9 verse number 3, we're talking about a young man named Saul And the Bible tells us now the donkeys of Kish, Saul's father, were lost. And Kish said to his son Saul, please take one of the servants with you and arise, go and look for the donkeys. The truth is that sometimes in your journey with God, you will lose some things. Some things will go wrong. And you're just kind of serving God, going along, doing normal stuff. But what happens is, in this story, for example, Saul's father loses his donkeys. And so he has to go on a journey to find the donkeys. Many of us at times lose certain things and it ends up taking us on a bit of a journey. Sometimes we lose our jobs, sometimes we lose someone, sometimes we lose something, or something happens in our lives, and it kind of takes us on a bit of a detour, or a different bit of a journey. We weren't planning that way. There was no plan for that. There was no plan to go in that direction, or there was no plan for us to lose that, or it just sort of suddenly comes our way, and all of a sudden, we find ourselves going on a journey, or not even knowing exactly where we're going, And so the Bible tells us, so he passed through the mountains of Ephraim. Now you must understand that the journey that he's going on to find these donkeys that have been lost is no joke. He's going through different mountains. It says he passes through the mountains of Ephraim and through the land of Shalisha, but they did not find them. Then they passed through the land of Shalim, and they were not there. Then he passed through the land of the Benjamites, and that he was a Benjamite, so he passed through all of his land, basically. But they did not find them there. And when they had come to the land of Zav, Saul said to his servant who was with him, Come, let us return, lest my father cease caring about the donkeys and become worried about us. And he said to him, Look now, there is in this city a man of God, and he, he is an honorable man. All that he says surely comes to pass. So let us go there. Perhaps he can show us the way that we should go. It's interesting because they've looked everywhere. They've looked for the solution. They've tried to find the answer to the problem. Where are the donkeys? And they've gone all over, everywhere they know where to go. And now they're stuck and at the point where they're about to give up. But the servant says to Saul, listen, I know a man of God. I know someone that we can go to that might have the answer. And the question is, when things go wrong in your life, where do you go for the answer? Where do you go to find out where to find the solution to the problem? And if you look at the story, they make a decision that they've lost something. And the place that they want to go to find the answer is to go to God. Now, remember, in those days, they would go to the prophet, but the truth is, we can go to the Lord. Can you say amen? We can go to him to find the answer. And the Bible says, then, Saul said to his servant, but look, if we go, what shall we bring the man? For the bread in our vessel is all gone, and there is no present to bring to the man of God. What do we have? You see, this is powerful to me because it represents a step of faith. In other words, they felt, listen, if we're going to go to God, if we're going to go to God, we want to go and we want to take something with us. This is a great lesson to the church, I believe. Thank you for the four amens. We often want to take from God, but we never want to give. And the truth is is that God often responds to our faith. So not only did they believe that if they went, they would receive an answer from the Lord, but they also felt, listen, if we go and we, and we honor, we bring a gift, we bring an offering that we will be blessed. Or maybe they thought if we bring something to the prophet, he's not going to chase us away. I don't know. But the truth is, is that bringing a gift to the Lord, it's not the man, it's to the Lord. That's a powerful principle. And so they come, and they make a decision that they are not going to just go. So the Bible says in verse number eight, and the servant answered Saul again and said, "Look, I have, I have here at hand one fourth of a shekel of silver. I will give that to the man of God to tell us our way." Now, if you look here, it says in verse number nine. Formerly in Israel, what a man went to inquire when when a man went to inquire of God, he spoke thus. Come, let us go to the seer. For he who is now called a prophet was formerly called a seer. Many people have come to me and said, Pastor Alex, what is a seer? Well, there the Bible tells you. The answer is a seer is a prophet. That's it. As someone who can see, a seer that sees spiritual things like that is a prophet. That's what the Bible says. Amen. Amen. All right, verse number 10. Then Saul said to his servant, well said, come let us go. So they went to the city where the man of God was. How many of you believe that Saul made the right choice? He made a decision that to find the answer to this problem. Now you may think to yourself, come on guys, this is seriously a donkey. It's one donkey. It's not a big deal. But you must understand in those days, one donkey was very valuable. In fact, if you read in Scripture, a donkey was extremely valuable. A donkey was what took Mary to give birth to Jesus. Jesus came riding into Jerusalem on a donkey. When Balak and Balaam, the incident happened, the donkey is the one who spoke. Listen, every time you see a donkey in Scripture, you better know God's got a message for you. But besides that, I want you to understand that this donkey was extremely valuable. That's why they went to find it. And you can see that they went everywhere to try and find the solution. You see, what happens with us is we very much like that. When we lose something valuable, or when something goes wrong, or when we go in a direction that we don't think is the right direction for us to go, or we lose, something happens, something bad happens, we tend to go all over to find the solution. Finally, they've come to the point where they're about to make the right choice and go to God. Listen, when things go wrong in your life... Go to the Lord. Those of you watching online, get back into church. Get back to the house of the Lord. Listen, well, you know, Pastor Alex, the next COVID spike is about to hit. Get back into church, man. Don't worry about COVID-17 or whatever it is. Get back into the house of the Lord. Amen. We need to get back to God. God is the one who has the solution. God is the one who has the answer. And so Saul agrees that the right decision is to get back to the Lord, to go back and find out what the Lord has to say. So they're going to go to the prophet. Now, you must understand that Samuel was no ordinary prophet. Samuel, the Bible says that not any of his words fell to the ground. We're talking about a guy that was extremely anointed, someone that when he spoke, that he spoke with great authority. When he spoke, it was like God was speaking. Is that okay? Amen. And so verse 11 says, And as they went up the hill to the city, they met some young woman going out to draw water and said to them, Is the seer here? And they answered and said, Yes, there he is, just ahead of you. Hurry now, for today he came to this city, because there is a sacrifice of the people today on the high place. As soon as you come into the city, you will surely find him before he goes up to the high place to eat. For the people will not eat until he comes because he must bless the sacrifice. Afterwards, those who are invited will eat. Now therefore, go up. For about this time, you will find him. And so they went up to the city. And as they were coming into the city, there was Samuel coming out towards them on his way up to the high place. So you can see, they're about to find Samuel. They're doing everything they can. Listen, they've got now one idea. They've decided the donkeys, we're not going to find them anywhere. We've looked everywhere. The only place we can find an answer to the solution for the problem that we currently have, for the situation that we're currently in, is to go to God. And so they finally find him. But what's incredible is that we're about to get a glimpse of how God's involvement in this entire situation was from the very beginning of the story. Because it says in verse 15, Now the Lord had told Samuel in his ear the day before Saul came, saying, tomorrow about this time, let's stop there. I want you to understand, the donkeys go missing. Saul is thinking that things have gone wrong. They've lost something important to them. And he goes looking for the donkeys. At the same time, while they believe they've had a loss, God whispers in the ear of the prophet and says, tomorrow about this time, he's about to tell us what's about to happen. You see, Saul thinks there's a loss, but God has planned everything. You see, sometimes when you think that you've lost something or sometimes when you think that you've gone in the wrong direction, I want you to know that God is setting you up for His purpose, for His plan, for His design for your life. And I love this. He says, tomorrow about this time, I will send you a man from the land of Benjamin and you shall anoint him commander over the people of Israel that he may save my people from the hand of the Philistines for I have looked upon my people because their cry has come up to me. So when Samuel saw Saul, the Lord said to him, there he is, the man of whom I spoke to you. This one shall reign over my people. Then Saul drew near to Samuel in the gate and said, please tell me, where is the seer's house? And Samuel answered Saul and said, I am the seer. Go up before me to the high place, for you shall eat with me today. And tomorrow I will let you go and will tell you all that is in your heart. But as for your donkey, in other words, listen, he knows that Saul's about to say, listen, I'd love to have lunch with you. I'd love to have dinner with you. But my dad's donkeys are missing. We've lost something. I didn't come for dinner. So instead of waiting for him to say anything, Samuel immediately answers and says, but as for your donkeys that were lost three days ago, do not be anxious about them, for they have been found. And on whom is all the desires of Israel? Is it not on you and on all your father's house? Now, can you imagine? This guy's lost his donkeys. He's lost his way. Something's gone wrong. There's trouble in the house. For all we know, he could have lost the donkeys. Who knows? But he's lost something. Now he arrives, he goes to the Lord, and the Lord gives him a word and says to him, listen, I want to eat with you. I want to have fellowship with you. Don't worry about the donkeys. The donkeys are taken care of. And then he says to them, listen, and there's something I want to share with you. There's something more that I want to tell you. You see, when you make a decision to go to God to find out why you've lost your way, or why things have not gone the way they should have maybe gone, when you go to Him and make a decision that you will spend time with Him, He will not only give you the answer to the problem, but He will show you the direction that your life is about to go in. But these words are strong words. He says to him in verse 20, in the B part, "'And whom is all the desires of Israel? "'Is it not on you and on all your father's house?' "'And Saul answered and said, "'Am I not a Benjamite of the smallest of the tribes of Israel "'and my family the least of all the families of the tribes of Benjamin?' why then do you speak to me like this? Or why then do you speak to me like this, like this to me? In other words, he's saying, listen, what you're saying to me is impossible. Do you know who I am? And you see, that's the problem with so many of you. And if you look throughout Scripture, this is not an isolated incident. This happens time and time again, that God chooses people that most people would not choose. The least, the smallest tribe, the most unlikely God chooses whoever he decides to choose. It's not up to us to decide. All that you need to do is you need to make yourself available. All that you need to do is go to God. Even if you think you've lost your direction, things have gone completely wrong, if you finally get to that place where the person that you seek to find the answer is the Lord, I want you to know that when you go to him, not only will he help you with what you've lost, but he will also begin to reveal to you the secret, the destiny, the purpose and plan that he has for you. But just like Gideon, oh God, not us. Do you know who we are? We, we, can you not see him in a wine press? It looks impossible. How can God use you? How can God, watch this, still use you? Well, the truth is, If you read the rest of the story, you'll find out exactly why. And this, to me, is extremely powerful. Because Saul decides to follow the story. He decides to listen to the sea and go for dinner. Amen. Now Samuel took Saul, his servant, verse 22, and brought them into the hall and had had them sit in a place of honor. Among those who were invited, there were about 30 persons. And Samuel said to the cook, now watch, bring the portion which I gave you, of which I said to you, watch this, set it apart. Oh, this is so good. So the cook took up the thigh with its upper parts and set it before Saul. And Samuel said, here it is. What was kept back It was set apart for you. You see, when you go to God, when you make a decision, it doesn't matter whether you've lost your way, whether you've lost your donkey, whether you've lost your job, whether you've lost your passion. It doesn't matter which way you ended up going. I want you to know when you decide that you're making a decision right now to go to God, to seek the Lord, when He begins to speak to you, He will remind you that there is a piece, a part that has been prepared and it has been prepared only for you. That part has been set apart, has been prepared. Put, placed in a specific place waiting for your arrival so that you can take a hold of exactly what God has in store for your life. You see, the people that get excited are the ones who actually believe it. I believe that there is a portion that God has set aside for me. Long before I was even formed in my mother's womb, He knew I would be right here in Vera Beach right now. And this was prepared for me, set aside for me. So here I am, and I'm about to feast. I'm about to take a hold of it. Hallelujah. And then he says this, for eat, for until this time it has been kept for you, since I said I invited the people. So Saul ate with Samuel that day. You see, sometimes the setbacks, the losses, will lead you right to the portion that God has for you. Sometimes it will lead you exactly where you're supposed to be. Well, you know, Pastor Alex, this is talking about a king. Well, my Bible tells me that you are a king. My Bible tells me that you are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a king and a priest in other words there is kingship there is dominion there is authority on this earth that god has set aside for you the question is are you going to go to the feast are you going to go and seek the lord are you going to go and seek his voice have you made a decision doesn't matter the direction you went in that now you're going to go and take a hold of it have you made that choice or have you not And when they had come down from the high place to the city, verse 25, Samuel spoke with Saul on the top of the house. In verse 26, they arose early. It was about the dawn of the day when Samuel said to Saul on the top of the house, saying, get up, that I may send you on your way. And Saul arose and both of them went outside and he said to Samuel, as they were bringing Down to the outskirts of the city, Samuel said to Saul, I love this. Tell the servant to go on ahead of us. And he went on. But you stand here a while that I I may announce to you the word of God. You see, the place where destiny is revealed will always be in the secret place. God will always reveal true destiny to you when no one else is looking. Because the first person that has to believe it is you. I've had many times where God has given me the most amazing things about my future, but he told those things to me when we were alone. And when he spoke prophetically or any other way, it was always confirmation. Maybe not exactly the words that were spoken, but what was spoken was already in my heart. And that must happen in the secret place. You see, he says the servant must go ahead because he's about to reveal to him his destiny. He's about to reveal to him his secret about his life. And he's going to do it when no one else is looking. You see, what God will do and share with you in secret, and you take it and you receive it, he will then reveal it in public as well. He will then take what he shared with you and he will use it for his glory in front of whoever he chooses. Are you with me? And in this story, it's amazing because it all starts, it all starts where he lost something. I think there are so many of us that maybe right now at the beginning of 2022, maybe you feel like you've lost something. Maybe you have lost something. Maybe you've lost someone in your family. Maybe you've lost your job. Maybe you've lost your way. Maybe you've lost your passion. Maybe you've lost something. But watch what happens. Are you guys okay this evening in Vero Beach? Amen? If you don't say amen, you might as well say, oh my. At the end of 27, he says, but you stand here a while that I may announce to you the word of God. And then Samuel took a flask of oil and poured it on his head and kissed him and said, is it not because the Lord has anointed you, commander over his inheritance. Gosh, this is so powerful, guys. You see, when you're in that secret place, listen, you can go to conferences and have encounters in church and all that stuff. It's awesome and it will benefit you. But there is nothing like that moment when you're alone with God and he anoints you. And he reveals destiny to you. And let me tell you something. It really does feel like he's kissing you in that moment. Because he's approving of you and he's sharing his love with you and giving you a portion of what he has to you. The portion that was prepared for you, set aside for you. And he says to, Sam, he says to Saul that you have been anointed as king. Now you must remember when Paul Saul walks away at that moment, he's not a king yet. Nobody knows, not even his servant. In fact, the Bible tells us that he doesn't tell his servant when he walks away. You see, there are certain things that God will share with you in private that at the right time will be revealed. But know this, that it all starts, it all starts when we go to him. And I believe very firmly with all my heart that there are many people here, maybe watching online Maybe I'm preaching to myself. I always preach to myself. Maybe in some way, you have lost your way a little bit. Maybe you have lost your first love. Maybe you have lost your passion. Maybe you have physically lost something. But this evening, make a decision to go to Him. And I want you to know when you do that, If you truly mean business and you go to him and You go to him with your whole heart. Maybe you don't bring an offering like like the story says, but you come and you bring an offering of surrender, of worship, of praise, and say, Lord, I have nothing to give, but here I am. I want to worship you. I want to praise you. I surrender to you. Lord, what do you have for me? What desire do you have for me? I let go of my past. I release the things of the past, but here I am, Lord, and I want you to know when you do that, he will always bless you. It doesn't mean he'll take you right out of the circumstances. You might have to go through some stuff. But no, when you seek him and you go after him, he will always bless you. Amen. We hope you enjoyed today's teaching. For more teaching like this and other material, please visit our website at www.oceansunite.com.